Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Cornerstone Conversations. And we are so excited to be here. We have a special guest with us, Jeff Dale, and he's going to share some things with us. We're going to have a conversation. We're just going to talk and we're going to share the word of God. But before we start, Tammy, would you pray us in? Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time that we have together. And we thank you for just um, learning and growing and just developing from hearing from one another and talking about you and sharing your word with each other and growing and developing as part of that process. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So a few weeks ago, maybe more than a few weeks ago, we did a Truth Talks YouTube series on stress, worry, and anxiety. And we, I believe at the time that Jeff and I had this conversation to do uh, today's episode, we really just had that thought, we had that idea to do that series, a three-part series on stress, worry, and anxiety. And I thought this would be a really good conversation for us to have because a lot of people are struggling still. I went to Aldi today and there was no toilet paper at all. And I thought, that's really weird. It's like, what? what's up with that? You know, are we starting this again? So unfortunately, um, I didn't need to buy any, but it was just weird. And, and I think all of that is part of what we're going to talk about. And tonight, I'm not sure exactly what we'll title this, but I said to Jeff when I spoke, we spoke weeks ago, I suggested that we talk about peace and relaxing and just calm. And I'm not sure what you came prepared to talk about, but the one scripture that kept coming to mind where Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. And we need to have peace because what does it say in Isaiah? That he is the ruler of peace. So if he rules peace and we are part of his kingdom, we can have peace in any situation or circumstance. And I think, did you find it? John fourteen twenty seven. You want to read it? That would be good. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Wow, I think this is so timely for us. I truly believe that the enemy, Satan, is going to continue to try through the people who are part of his kingdom, his dominion. And there are people in the earth like that, a lot of them. He's going to try to keep us going from one crisis to the next. And what does that do? That upsets people. It gets us out of peace. It gets us into turmoil. And quite frankly, I just felt like Jeff would be perfect to discuss this because I never see him with angst <laughs> or frustration or discouraged. I mean, I just always see you even keeled. And I love that because it's, I mean, it's like, does anything rattle this guy? And I'm like, wow, that's so good. And I thought you would be such a perfect person to tell us how you stay unrattled. So what do you have to share with us? Where you, how do you want to start this conversation? I did not give you much to go on, and I apologize for that, but I like to be unscripted with this. So, well, I like that as well. Yeah. And uh, when you mentioned that about um, other people have said that about me as well, patients come into my office and they're like, 
they sense the peace in there right away and it calms them and it gives them confidence. And I think I really developed exuding that when I started nursing because mm. you need to really put your patients at ease if you want to be able to communicate with them, if you want them to heal, if you want them to uh, have confidence in you. So that was really a, um, probably a start of it. If you want to go back even further, my parents were hillbillies. <laughs> Dad was from Tennessee. Mom was from Eastern Kentucky. And everything was done slowly. <laughs> everything yep. was yep. laid back. Everything yep. was relaxed. And uh, so I guess part of it is the way you're brought up, your DNA. Um, but then there's parts of it you have to work at as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's peace of mind, but I think there's also peace of spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's often times that I don't feel that I have peace of mind. And I've learned to not show that because of my, you know, where I work. Mm -hmm. uh, I try and um, always convey confidence. And uh, I guess that sometimes comes out as peace. Mm -hmm. I try to stay even keel. I try to be very predictable. I try to be, be very straightforward. I lead a simple life. My yes is my yes. My no is my no. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of interesting because when you first said that, uh, talked about me having so much peace, I started thinking about this lady right here, Tammy. <laughs> and I was like, she has the same spirit about her. She carries, I never see her change. She's mm -hmm. always very predictable. Mm -hmm. Um, I just see that in you as well. And mm -hmm. I've always admired that. I, I, it's, it's an admirable trait. Mm -hmm. It is. I think it's, it's important. And I've got a question for you, but I'm going to hold that question until I make this statement. Uh, when you talk about things being slower in the South, I remember when we first got married in, I think it was 84. It was 84. We got married in 83, but in the next summer we went down to North Carolina where my cousins live and we had to go to, uh, I think, a store, a Kroger store or Publix or one of those, one of those stores, Winn-Dixie or Food Lion. I mean, they have all those down there. But anyway, we went to the store and we're in line. You know, I'm from Ohio. I am not very patient. And, you know, we're, we're in Don't line. Don't blame we, the state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the state. <laughs> it's not the state of Ohio. But I will say, I mean, let me just keep going here. But anyway, the, um, the cashier stopped in the middle of checking us out and start talking to the other cashier, not about what's the price of this or what, you know, what is it, you know, what are you going to do tonight? And I'm thinking, are you kidding me right now? I mean, is this really happening? I mean, we want to, we're not trying to be here all day, ladies. And I don't, I don't care what you all got going tonight, but we want to get home. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was, it was crazy, but you're right. Everything is slower in, I don't know if that's changed or not much, but it, it just, it was something that stuck out to me that was like, wow, this is frustrating. But um, I'm working on patients daily with Tammy's help. She, she helps me a lot. Well, sometimes it drives my wife crazy. She'll be like, she'll be like, you've got something on your back and I'll just be moving slowly toward her. She's <laughs> like, go outside, hurry. There's something on your back. It's a bug, you know, it's a piece of thread or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah, I just kind of, uh, uh, 
kind of relaxed and laid back. I, and like I said, mentioning a simple life, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm pretty low maintenance. I guess that's how I would describe it. I don't really need Mm -hmm. a lot. I used, I did all the adventure seeking in my younger years. So now (laughs) that's out of my system for the most part. Mm -hmm. That's good. This question came to mind as you're talking about, you know, the work that you do, you, you have serious work, you know, you've been a nurse for a long time. And I think about the things when a nurse is doing their work how you stay calm when you know that the numbers that you're seeing or the the situation with this person's body or whatever is not good and you know that it is not good and how you articulate that to them how how do you do that i mean well sometimes the less they know the better mm-hmm. and so it's a it, it comes from years of experience and, and knowing your patient, knowing what they can accept. It depends on the circumstances, too. Is the family there? Do I need to take their, you know, being there into account? Mm-hmm. Um, is this a situation? Are we looking at something that needs to fix, be fixed today? Or is this something that can wait a month or mm-hmm. two, you know? Or uh, is this going to be a, a drawn out six months or a year? So it kind of really is very dependent on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's difficult sometimes to share those things. And fortunately, we ha- I work with some very good doctors and we can like handle things in such a way that like, I'll be like, well, I think your physician might need to look at this report and maybe adjust your medication. Or mm-hmm. it may be like, we need to go to the ER now mm-hmm. and uh, get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. So um, it can go from you know, one extreme to the other rather quickly sometimes. So how does your how does your faith in God and the knowledge that you have of the Word of God, and I want to say uh, Jeff uh, spoke at church. He preached and he gave his testimony, and it's out there on our YouTube channel uh, in August, and I don't remember what day it is. Um, Jeff graciously stepped in when I was out with COVID and did a fantastic job. And there's a lot of views on your testimony. I don't know if you've seen that or not, but I'll, not. several hundred, I believe. It's interesting how, you know, you take that whole thing. But how do you how do you take the word? How has that impacted your your life and what you do and your marriage and all those? Well, I wanted to read something. And it's out of Mere Christianity, yeah. which you had loaned me a couple of weeks ago. And uh, C.S. Lewis says, uh, That is why the real problem of the Christian life comes where people do not usually look for it. It comes the very moment you wake up each morning. All your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists simply in shoving them all back in listening to that other voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. Mm. And uh, I usually start each day with uh, my journal, uh, a prayer and a journal, and uh, God usually has placed something on my heart uh, and in my mind when I wake up in the morning. And I usually give my day to him at that time. And uh, 
let him take charge and I just try and ride along, Mm -hmm. hang on sometimes. But Mm -hmm. uh, I ask him to guide my hands and my mind in caring for my patients in the best way possible in interacting with my coworkers, which is a big part of any job mm-hmm. and uh, just making wise decisions and decisions that are best for the patients, mm-hmm. best for my sanity sometimes right. when things are, you know, going mm-hmm. off the rails, mm-hmm. uh, knowing when to step back from a situation and regroup is a big part of it because you don't want to let your emotions get too, mm-hmm. you know, uh, out of control, which can happen sometimes. I get very close to my patients. I've known some of them for 20 plus years. And uh, when something's, you know, touching me and making me feel very strong compassion, it's hard to remove yourself from that sometimes. So I pray often, Lord, help me keep my compassion, but protect me from, mm-hmm. you know, right. the emotional pain that comes along with that sometimes. Right. It it is hard, and i i share I share uh, what you're talking about because I, when I've cultivated relationships with people, then they tragically pass away. It's so hard to deal with that because, on one hand, like you said, you have to be there for that patient or for the family, but on the other hand. We are human, you know, we do, but it is the power of the Holy Spirit that um, provides steel in our soul, you know, to make us strong. And I know there's a scripture about that too, you know, where God just makes us strong in our spirit to be able to do what he's called us to do. And um, it's, it's, that's not just a job that you have. It's a ministry, but you're not just a nurse. You're a husband, you're a father, you know, you're a, a brother, an uncle, you know, so there's all these roles that you play. And I, I definitely have to believe that people see that. I see it in you, how God uses that just to, you know, bring that peace and that, relaxation and that just um, calm, that calming. Is there something you want to say? Uh, I was just going to say that I think, I know for me, and and you were talking about work and, you know, um, being there for your patients. And I think that I know for myself what helps me to be, I would say, probably calm or compassionate is always trying to put myself in the other person's Mm. place. And, you know, just thinking about how, um, even if they're acting poorly, why they're acting that way, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just gives you a different perspective and just more love and compassion. Um, when you just think about that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure why, uh, I, I'm sitting with two of the most calm, (laughs) relaxed and patient people I know. And I am so volcanic about pretty much everything. And I just, ah! and it's like that, that is a thing though, that the Lord provides us. If we listen to see why is that person doing that? Why are they saying that? Why are they acting that way? And I do thank God, even as a volcanic type personality, the Lord shows me those things so that I can calm down 
you know, hey, Tom, this isn't that person. This is, the, this is what happened to them. This is what somebody did to them. This is the situation that they're going in. They're not lashing out at you. They're just, they're just hurt. They're just angry. They're frustrated. They're stuck, and they don't know what to do. That really helps. And I think, you know, the folks that, that are going to listen to this, I hope that they will take, um, oh, what's the word I want to use? That they'll take heart that, wow, I can, I can be that kind of person too. And it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. You were going to say something, Jeff. I also tell my patients a lot of times I'll say, well, if you were my father or if you were my brother, this is what I would, or this is who I would choose. And, you know, that's a nice way of putting it. It's like, I'm taking my opinion out of, well, not my, I'm giving them my opinion, but I'm doing it in a way that I'm not forcing. You need to go see him. You need to do this. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you were my brother, you, you have a decision to make here. And I want them to make sure that they realize that it's not something that I'm dictating to them. Um, But you mentioned the other roles in my life. And there is a balance that you have to maintain. I brought work home last week and me and Deb and I, I laid it on her and I very rarely do that, but it was a really tough day and I'd been on the COVID unit and it's very frustrating because you don't see the effects of your interventions and it's very tough. And we're used to seeing results when we give meds, we're used to seeing results when we adjust a pacemaker. We're used to seeing results when we follow the doctor's order and give the meds and, and do the, the therapies and the modalities. And when that doesn't happen, it's very disheartening. It's very um, discouraging when, when they die despite your best efforts. And so that's been really hard for me to deal with. I've lost... Uh, I think last week I lost five patients Mm. and Lord protect my heart because Mm -hmm. you want to harden it. You really do so that it doesn't hurt. And I brought it home and, um, I had to tell Debbie, I was sorry. Um, and we had a discussion and I got some things off my chest and I took it to the Lord. And usually I do that first, but for some reason that day it didn't happen. And I got home and she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but that very rarely happens. Usually I, uh, so there's a balance you have to maintain in life between so many different things. And I think that's the art of living and having peace. I mean, there's time with Deb, there's time with my son, there's time with church family, there's time with friends. Um, you have to consider time to exercise, time to study, time for me to go out and take a walk or a hike somewhere. So there's a lot of things that come into play that help me find my peace. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the one thing that you feel has, has really made the difference um, over the years to really bring you from a state of maybe frustration or, or grief or anger or whatever, that it brings you quickly to where that, what I, what I like to call is that center balance, that, that place where we're, God wants us to be, mm-hmm. which is center, which is with him. You know, what, what is it that um, you think is I the think one a, thing? A big part of it is self-awareness. 
knowing yourself, knowing who you are in Christ, knowing um, that he's got my back when I'm struggling, knowing that I can always call on him, that he's always there. He's going to be there every time I need him. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he's ready to, he's got big shoulders. He's ready to take whatever I lay on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have to have it all together all the time. And so that, that was a big turning point for me. It brought me to a new level of peace because I used to deal with things uh, by uh, uh, alcohol, drugs, you know, um, escaping, uh, adrenaline, all those types of things. And now I don't need that anymore. That was trying, I was trying to fill that void, Mm -hmm. trying to find my purpose, trying to find, uh, uh, myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know who I was Mm. until I found the Lord. So that was 2005. And, uh, it did, it changed the way I do my job. It changed the way I do family. It changed uh, everything. It, I mean, it's interesting what you say that um, there are so many people that will listen to this that have been where you were, you know, trying to fill a void with something that doesn't work. And ultimately, I, I just keep thinking about all the people that are just really afraid really, really afraid, and they have no peace. They have no sense of uh, comfort that, you know, what, what, what happens to me? What happens to me if I do pass away? What happens to me if, if I get COVID and I don't make it, or if this happens or that happens? I mean, there's so many ways to die. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just not even funny. But, you know, you think about we have to have peace just to get out of bed, to go out of the bedroom, to, you know, to go out of the house. We have to know, you said it, we have to know that Christ is in us. And there's so many people that do not have Jesus. We cannot be ashamed of what we know and what we've got. We've got to share it. And I'm not a person that believes in beating people over the head with the gospel. I never have. I feel very uncomfortable with that. I just want I just want people to see, you know what, Jesus does love you and he wants to help you through whatever you're going through, you know? I, I kind of, uh, it was really interesting because when you mentioned, first mentioned this to me, um, in my devotion, like the next morning, I was in the Passion and it says, may God himself, it's in Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 1, may God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Now, in other versions, it says peace. But I like the way this is worded, total well-being, because if you've seen people that are ill, people that are struggling with pain, people that have stress, which brings stress, uh, you can see how that affects them. They don't, they don't exude peace. Mm-hmm. They seem to be struggling just to make it through the day. And a lot of my patients are like that because they have a lot of physical problems. And so um, I really like that it says total well-being. So it's important to take care of our bodies as in our mind and um, our family, our home. You know, that brings peace knowing that, well, I don't have to worry that I'm going to have hot water, take a shower in the morning. You know, I don't have to worry that I have a roof over my head and 
my furnace works. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I find comfort in thanking God for those little things. You know, I have, uh, you don't have to worry about this, but I have a razor to shave my face, you know, <laughs> and, and that's really nice. Uh, yeah. And so I, I don't take things for granted mm-hmm. like I used to before I was a believer. I recognize that everything's a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing I wanted to mention was, you know, the peace is fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you mentioned that about me, I just like was thanking God. I was like, thank you that people can see that in me, that people recognize that, that that's something that, that I feel very thankful for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That scripture that you just read in Ephesians chapter one, it's an impartation so he's really imparting that through his words. And I, I'm, I try to do this a lot with folks because Jesus Christ lives in me. The Spirit of God lives in me. And the, the Bible says in Isaiah that when I speak out God's word, it won't return void. Or God said that about himself, but guess what? We're part of his family. So that impartation that we are making over people, I think this is the Spirit of God. Here lately in the last few months, I've been praying over people this, Lord, I just pray that miracles break out in this person's life. I didn't come up with that. You know, that I believe that was the Lord that, you know, this breaking out of miracles. And it's that, it, it can be peace, that well-being, all of that stuff that, and as believers, we can speak it out, but I think it's also living it out too, that, like you said, that people see that in you, they see that in us, they see there's something different about that guy. I don't know what it is. He, he's not rattled. He's not frustrated. He's not afraid. Fear is like the order of the day, you know, where we're at, you know. Um, and it's like, wait a minute. We do not have to fear because Jesus lives in us. If we depart from this earth, we know what's going to happen to us. Now, I want to live long on the earth. <laughs> I'm not ready to go yet. But I, I have that assurance of salvation. And I think that's what we are about as believers, to live that out with our attitude and our life and to speak it out as well. Very important. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think another fruit of the Spirit that really goes hand in hand with peace is self-control. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you can get out of peace quickly if you don't practice self-control. And, you know, you can be self-controlled of your own will. And you can also be self-controlled by having the Holy Spirit help you with that self-control. And, I mean, we've all seen people that, you know, maybe they're yelling at their kids or something and then somebody knocks at the door and they're like, Oh, hi, how are you? You know, and the anger or frustration or whatever they had has been controlled because they're in front of somebody else. Um, people do that with work too. You know, they're mad at their boss or somebody and they control it in that place, but then they may go off on somebody else later. So it is something that we can control Mm -hmm. and, you know, practice that self-control. 
that kind of goes into something else I had written down. I think it's knowing which battles are ours to fight mm-hmm. and which battles are not. Mm-hmm. And most of them are not. Mm-hmm. Most of them aren't even a battle. We just mm-hmm. take it on right. in the course of the day. Whereas like if I'm asking myself, one of the books, Deb used to get me these books, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, like, and, I have one uh, of those. It's like, yeah, if it's not going to matter three months from now, mm-hmm. is someone's life in danger here? You know, mm-hmm. is like, is it like uh, a matter of life and death? No. Mm-hmm. Well, then what are you freaking out over? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, come on. Uh, put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Don't, don't uh, overreact. Don't get uh, crazy. And I don't know. It's just, uh, it's been, uh, it's a lot easier on your system. Mm-hmm. If you don't, uh, if you step back and think about something, do you remember people, you say, okay, count to 10, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so it gives you the chance to kind of recenter mm-hmm. if you will. And then, and then like, well, wait a minute, what am I, I'm letting my emotions take over mm-hmm. before I'm really thinking this through. And right. I'm going to say something that I might regret mm-hmm. right? or do something I might regret <laughs> And I think it's easy of, to do. Oh, it is easy to do. And I think about God, I don't want to mess up my witness. Help me to stay calm. Help me to be at peace. Help me to say right words. Help me to not be short and terse and and you know, trite with people because it's easy for me to do that. So, Lord, help me to just remember that you're in control of this situation and I don't have to be in control of it, that you're in control. That, you know, I like what you said, Tammy, about self-control, because I, I see this a lot with folks who are struggling to maintain sobriety or cleanness from drugs. Um, I see people that are, it's all about self, self-control versus Holy Spirit self-control. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit self-control will last longer than self self-control i've seen it i i, I mean mm-hmm. nobody can argue this point with me because i've seen it over and over and over again people try to do life without christ and it doesn't work it just doesn't work and no one will ever convince me i i've in the last 11 years i've seen it and you know something that you said i thought was funny um not funny but um interesting the uh, 11 years ago this month, um, I, my job went away. It, I lost my job at, at a bank that I'd worked at for 18 years. And it was upsetting, but God spoke to me before that happened, and I knew it was going to happen. So I had peace that when that news was given to me, it was like, oh, I already knew this. So I, I wasn't upset. I mean, I was like, God, what am I going to do? But he already told me that too, you know, uh, before I actually left the job. But you know what was interesting about that is... For 18 years, day in and day out, I, I was fussing and fuming and doing this and doing that and trying to get this done and trying to get that done. And this person's aggravating me and that person's aggravating me. No, I, I gave all that to God daily. And I had a 55-minute drive from Newark to Lancaster to try to decompress, which really helped a lot. Thank God I didn't have a shorter drive. Um, and it was still hard sometimes to not bring stuff home. But now today, 11 years later, I hardly remember the names of all the people that gave me the stress and the problems and all that. And it is, it is what you said a few minutes ago. It, it'll just take care of itself. It'll just 
It, we don't have to mess with it because God will take care of it. And you may not even remember the names of the people that you were fuming and frustrated with, and it'll just be a non-event. So peace is important, really, really important, just trusting God. I think we could go on and on and on and on and on with this discussion for hours and hours, and I think we could still just be scratching the surface of what Jesus, because Jesus is peace. You know, he is peace. Um, I want you, in in closing, do you have any other remarks or things that you'd like to share, Jeff? Well, let me look here. One of the things that I had written down was um, about peace officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, thought, I think that's an interesting term mm-hmm. for a policeman. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? That um, I, I had just been contemplating that and pondering that after you mentioned that. And that was one of the terms that came to mind. And I was like, when you think of a policeman as a peace officer, it changes your whole, the way you view them completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just something that stuck out in my mind and thought that was kind of interesting. Um, one of the things that really drives me is I hate conflict. Mm-hmm. I, I hate too. conflict with a passion. Yeah. And I try my best to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And so that is another reason that I think that I am kind of, uh, I make such an important uh, point of being peaceful and mm-hmm. trying to strive to be peaceful because uh Conflict just really, really, really disturbs my spirit. It really upsets me. And and Ryan knows that. We always had like a peaceful spirit in our home. Uh, and when it when there wasn't, I would just, uh, I got a little funny story to tell you. So I found out one of the things that really sets me off. And when I would be studying for ministry training or nursing school or anything, Deb would get in the bottom of the oven where all the pans and the pots are (laughs) and she would be in there digging around (laughs) and she'd be doing the dishes and she'd be throwing the silverware in the drawer. And I would just be like, I would be sitting at the desk, just glaring at her. (laughs) And then she would turn and look at me and she would just start cracking up. So, um, I since found out that there's a medical condition when certain sounds really kind of like, bring your blood pressure up. They make your, (laughs) they make your heart rate go up. They, they just kind of set you on edge. So now when she's getting ready to do the dishes or mess with any of the pots or pans, she tells me I go outside. Mm -hmm. It is so much better Mm -hmm. because it would just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it would just like send me to a different place that I didn't want to go. It's like, I'm so relaxed. I'm in the middle of a read. I'm in the middle of this. So you must have done something like this in the kitchen. Kitchens are notorious, I know. For me, it's people crunching ice. Or chips. I was going to say, can I have some chips right now so I can eat them? And I'll be like, I I can't deal with that right now. (laughs) No, you cannot have chips because it's going to like set me. ah, If I'm trying to think or, you know, you know, it's. Just I don't even notice those kind of noises. It is. You're right, though. There's a thing for that that makes people go on edge. 
One thing that, that I noticed, uh, Deb found out um, several years ago, I don't think she would mind me sharing this, but she had a social anxiety disorder. And so one thing we had to start doing was we had to start being really perceptive as to what types of situations, what sounds, what uh, mm-hmm. stimuli would trigger mm-hmm. those anxiety. Right. And so uh, we became very conscious of our, our environment and what would trigger things. And so that has really helped us to, to maintain peace, to avoid. Mm-hmm. At first, we would just remove ourselves from the situations once it started escalating. Now we just know to avoid certain mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's brought a real level of peace to our lives too. Yeah. And I, I, I identify with that a little bit because I have a, with me, I mean, people might not, understand this or even believe that this could be a thing. But for me, it's like being called out in a group of people in a good way. I mean, this happened to me recently where someone in front of a whole bunch of people, oh, Pastor Tom, it was was like, oh my gosh, I wanted to crawl under a rock because I thought I don't want that attention drawn to myself because I, I don't, I want to I know this might sound crazy, but I, I, I feel like, wow, what God has done for me and given to me, it's all God. It's not me. So I, I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want this to happen, you know, and I have to be real careful that I don't not go places because I don't want to be called out, even in a good way, because I don't like that, <laughs> you know. Now you just said something that really bothers me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I heard people say this, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're wrong. It's not all God. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. God working through you. <clears throat> Amen. And Amen. he uses you in some Praise major ways that yeah. are just beautiful. Yeah. Praise and that's why we're here. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we're here. Praise God. Well, before we close, I would like for you to read that scripture in Ephesians, because I would like for you to proclaim that over the lives of people that are listening to this, because I think that's really, really important. There are people that are going to listen to this over and over again. So in the footnote uh, where it mentions peace, it says the Hebrew concept of peace means much more than tranquility. May God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I receive that for myself Praise today. Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> I receive Jesus. it too. I think a good place to end is where we started with the scripture that says, my peace, where Jesus said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, um, not as the world gives, I give it to you, that the peace that we walk in isn't our own peace and it isn't peace that we've uh, made happen, that we're walking in the peace that he gave us. We're walking in his peace, which mm, is right. is a powerful thing. And and there's another scripture that we have to say, and that is Philippians four. And what is it? What does it say? It says, "And the peace of God uh, that transcends that all trans- understanding all understanding will guard your heart." And you think about and, and, your mind. Mind. and your mind. So there you go. It's that peace that transcends. It goes above all of our earthly understanding. It's like, why are you, why do you have peace? Why aren't you upset? 
because I, I know what God says about this. I know what he says, and I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. And Thank I you, had Jesus. written a note there, and it says that, um, and I wrote, pray, God, give me your peace. Amen. We can ask him for his peace. Amen. Yes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight that we can talk about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and that he's, that he's here with us right now, Lord. And if there are people listening that are struggling with events or circumstances or people or jobs or bosses or coworkers or children or spouses or, or significant others, Lord, we just pray that you would cause them to reach out to you, to seek your face for the answers that they need today. To, to receive, like Jeff just said, God's peace, the very peace that God has sitting on the throne belongs to us because of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that, and we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Jeff. Thank you for talking with us, and we're going to do this again. Thank you we're for gonna, inviting Yes, me. we're going to have another this. conversation. God bless you all. We hope to see you soon at Cornerstone Alive.